0: Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing
1: Company. And welcome into Purple Access, Judd Zolgad, my former partner in crime on the Vikings beat, Chip Scoggins, Star Tribune columnist now, um, breaking down all things Vikings from the previous week. And Chip, I would be remiss if I didn't start with the big story yesterday. Your thoughts on the uh, trade, substantial trade for tight end TJ Hawkinson from the Lions to bolster a position that definitely, with Irv Smith out, was lacking depth. I was
0: wrong. Remember last week you asked me if I thought they would do anything? I said, mm-hmm. nah, they'll probably sit still and uh, and try to improve internally. I was 100% wrong on that. We talked last week about competitive rebuild and keeping draft picks for the future versus uh, adjusting maybe where they... Uh, thought they would be versus yep. where the reality of what it is now, and I was dead wrong. And I give Kwasi, um a lot of credit for one, uh, not just sitting still and trying to patch holes with that tight end position with Irv Smith going out, but two, recognizing that hey, this is a year where things are starting to line for you, and um, the Packers have fallen off. And yes, the the Eagles are, are look like the you know the team in the NFC. Um, right now, but uh this this should help their passing game. I mean you look at what Hawkinson's uh yards per catch versus what Irv Smith was getting in the tight end position is definitely a huge upgrade. And so uh
1: kudos to them for being aggressive. How surprised are you, because the more I think about this, I'm more and more surprised. How surprised are you that the Lions made this trade? Twenty five yeah, year old guy.
0: Yeah, and it's um you know, who knows what's going on with their thinking. We clearly know what's going on with Chicago's thinking there, you know. Um, Yeah, I mean, because he's a productive guy who's, particularly after you picked up his fifth-year option um, as an organization, that that signals that you, you know, he's your guy and you want him to be part of your uh, core going forward. And so, you know, maybe they looked at their record and said, let's try to get a second-round pick because they basically just swapped uh, picks with the Vikings for this year, right, the second for the fourth. Yep um and then similar uh next year um so i'm surprised they did it i I really am um because he's a productive player in his you know in his prime and so i have to think for the vikings perspective this is the end of Irv Smith's time here probably um you're not gonna have both of them and irv's gonna be gone what anywhere from six to ten weeks is what they're saying so He just never – it just didn't pan out for him the way he thought it was. We saw the flashes, you know, in training camp. You thought, okay, this is – you know, he's healthy and it's going to – but he just couldn't stay healthy and and productive on the field. So I I would think that uh, after the season he's
1: going to move on. 2021 training camp, before he got hurt against the Chiefs, he was just fantastic. And, yeah, that's when we all thought, oh, my gosh, he's going to turn into a, you know, pass-catching hybrid type of tight end receiver. It's really too bad, but I do uh, to to your point with Quazy and I guess O'Connell too. I admire the proactive route here, right? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, because it's I think it's it's, it's the record, the landscape of the NFL and, w- and what's going on around it, but also an acknowledgement that the offense needed help. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, it's just not uh, they needed another threat uh, in that passing game, and so I, I give them credit for. There is part of me that was saying and has been saying for weeks now, like, okay, they're going to figure this out. It's just growing pains, and, and uh, it'll start to click and be more efficient and more explosive. But I give them credit for saying, well, we're not going to wait on that. <laughs> we're, right, We're going to upgrade the personnel, too, and, and see if that helps.
1: Right. And you know what, Chipper? And we've seen this before, and I think it's especially true. It's true in all sports, but especially football. Um, Yes, you create your own breaks. The Vikings made this trade. It's, a, it's, I think, for them, a quality trade. But, you know, how often does it get to deadline deal day in the National Football League, Chip Scoggins, and in the same day that, that you make a proactive trade with a division rival who's willing to give up a quality player, that the Green Bay Packers, your arch rival, pursue Chase know. Claypool, and the team that comes in and undercuts them and gets Claypool is the Chicago Bears, who are in your division but going nowhere. Some years you just get this type of weird luck and you got to ride it.
0: Yeah. You get the, you get the brakes on the field. You get the brakes with, uh, injury situation, which they've been fortunate up until, you know, this week is the first time they really dealt with it. Um, significantly who you're playing, who's injured. And then in this one, I mean, yep. I'm trying to figure out the, the bear strategy, right? They're unloading guys and they make a trade for Claypool. Um, I would have loved to see Aaron Rodgers' reaction yesterday. If he's already annoyed beyond annoyed with everything with that
1: organization, so and that, I'm sure that probably just uh, added to it. I guess he was on McAfee at one point in time and said, "By the Pat, by the time this segment is done, I hope there's breaking news involving our team." There was. Nope. you didn't get changed. <laughs> but I mean, it is just, it is just weird. And, and I give the Vikings credit because one, they've won games. Two. They have created their own breaks as, as, as well because it's as, as small and stupid a thing as it might seem to focus on, I still think going back to training camp, having just this nice, smooth camp without drama is absolutely a key, if nothing else, tone setter. But yeah. everything follows then, or, or has in this case. A lot has followed where it's just been really good breaks.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It absolutely set the template for how um... – Kevin O'Connell wanted this team to function, take out the drama, take out the tension, take out all this, the stuff that it's been dealing with the last couple of years and just kind of reset the mood, the vibe, the how they go about business. And it has been relatively stress-free. I mean, they haven't had too many, many brush fires that they've had, to, that he's had to deal with. And it's going to come, right? I mean, there, there's, it's not going to be smooth sailing in the whole year. I mean, just how many NFL seasons are like that, but it, it is one of those seasons and we've seen them before where for whatever reason, it just, things align for you, You catch breaks. Um, yep. and, you, and you have to make your own luck too. You have to, you have yep. to take advantage yep. of them and that's what they're doing right now. It's, it's in these close games, they're finding a way to do it. And um, it's, it's, you know, and the thing is, is you, when you watch O'Connell's post game things in the locker room, every time he keeps reiterating, they have not played. Up to their capabilities yet. I mean, they haven't, they're not hitting anywhere near all cylinders. And so I'm, i I, I want to see. I assume uh, Hawkinson can get up to speed on the offense relatively quick, you know?
1: Oh, I think he could play Sunday. Yeah, I, I would think so. I, I mean, mean, not with a huge package of plays, but he's yeah. He's going to be out
0: there. Yeah, you're not going to sit him. So no. but I'm curious to see how, what this does for the offense in terms of giving them another threat vertically. Um, just to take some pressure off of um, Jefferson.
1: Z'Darrius Smith, my man. Um, yeah. He 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 is, um, he came cheap. Uh, yeah. There were some concerns. I don't think in my wildest dreams, I would have thought that at this point in time in the season, that this guy would, would have eight and a half sacks. And by the way, no. looks the part too. Like the, yeah. there's no statistical fluke at all.
0: Well, when we said at the beginning, I wrote a comment at the beginning of the year that said, um, how good is the Vikings defense going to be? Well, tell me how many games that Daniel Hunter and Zedarius Smith play. And I'll tell you, I didn't think he'd be this dominant, to be honest with you. I thought Hunter would have more uh, sacks uh, than he has right now, but Zadarius is just, he looks like a guy who never had a back injury. You know? yep. He's like in his prime. I mean, there has been no, he's answered that one. Uh, how is he going to come back from that? And he's been, you know, the production on the field is one thing, but Judd and you can sense it too like he's brought a feistiness, uh bravado and energy, a big personality to that defense that
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think has has really given them a jolt that defense. And um you know, how much does that you know factor on the on the field? I mean, I don't know, but it's it just seems that he uh you know you want, guy, you want You want units to have an alpha, right? Yes. And he's sure. he's clearly the alpha in that group, and and they're following his lead.
1: I'd say this. I think he has, a, and I mean, basically, I think we saw this from day one of camp. I think he has what I would call a really positive swagger, mm-hmm. because it's not like a bravado of okay, this sort of rubs me the wrong way. It's sure. A, it, it it's a it, it's like an empowering swagger. And you're right. I, I mean, as things disintegrated last season this team didn't have that no for sure and so yeah i think he definitely brings a veteran i got this we're good or or good enough but i am with you a hundred percent and again i think it's very key that guys like o'connell and and smith set a tone uh that is just from a starting point i think incredibly important
0: yeah i mean think about the leadership that this team has right now with Zanarius, and Harrison Smith playing really good. And he's not a vocal guy, but he's he's someone you're gonna follow. Obviously, Jefferson. I think Dalvin's in that mix. I mean, look at the way teammates uh respond to Dalvin. Yeah. And his personality, in the way he,
1: you know, he carries himself. Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson. The last two games Which he has Patrick- been fantastic. Yeah, I mean you know, he was
0: saying that after the game that, oh, I, you know they were saying I'm old I'm slow, blah, blah, blah. I think there was, you know, he didn't get tested much last year. And so, cause they always went to the other side. And so yep. there was that feeling here. It's like, okay, how much does he have left? And I had that feeling coming this year. It's like, okay, maybe he's going to get tested more and, and we'll see, you know, if he can still play at a high level in the last two weeks. I mean, he's been fantastic. I mean, it's, it's, he's, I don't see the drop off, you know, and he's going against really good receivers. And so, um, but it, I, I like the way Cousins. I like his leadership right now. The way he's, I agree. He's, his personality right now just feels. Maybe it's because they're six and one and winning, but his personality feels so much more um, at ease yes. and just willing to share stuff right now than we saw last year.
1: He feels. Years. He feels like he's finally been able to embrace him who he is, which I, which, which 100%. and before I, I mean, for, you know, for what. Four years, I I called him jokingly the corporate quarterback because it felt like he was trying to play the role of a quarterback and how, how, um, the, the, I guess, and I would not blame this all on Mike, how the former staff felt the quarterback should operate. And now it feels like he's just being Kirk, which is sort of a goofball, but that's fine. It was robotic. Yes. Right? It it was robotic. It was uh, rehearsed, I
0: felt. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was polished and robotic and you just, uh, you didn't see really his personality come out and you're seeing it with this group. And I I think the players have brought it out of him. I think O'Connell clearly has brought it out of him. I think winning is, is, you know, been a big part of that. You know, you're more at ease. He even talked about it after the game the other day. He's like, it's a lot easier to stand up here when we're winning, you know, than having to answer the tough questions about close losses and not coming through. So I think it's all those things, but you can just see, man, he's in a good spot personally and professionally.
1: Yes, and again, from day one of camp, though he has been far more at ease, and and so I I think it was, um, I think it was the tone that was set, and you know what I mean. I think it makes his life simpler. That is pretty clear. O'Connell said, "I don't need you to like be somebody you're not," right?
0: Like and, the it chains,
1: is. it's goofy, but it's funny, and that's fine. And you know what? The great irony is: what do we always say
0: when someone's comfortable and you know feels relaxed and you know? They play great. This is the worst season of his year statistically, of his career statistically. I know. How do we? How do we? How do what's we? What's your What's your take I, on that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, other than new offense, I don't know because it's it, it's weird. Because there's times where he's making big important throws and he's playing well, and there's you know when they need to drive, he puts it together and looks crisp. But then there are times where it just misfires. So I, I don't know. I, I don't have a great theory on it.
1: Forget his contract for a second, okay? Because, like, the contract, yep. we can always come back to yeah. to it. And statistically, he's being paid too much. But anyway, let's forget that for a second, all right? The two things that drove me crazy about this guy until this year were this. His personality, I thought, was fake. I don't think that now. I think he's being Kirk now. Uh, but I thought he was being... I thought he was largely pr- trying to fit a role, and it was fake. And you can, you know, teammates, fans, media can see through that instantly. The second thing is... What did we always say? Make big plays, dude. Fourth quarter, make big plays. Big games, make big plays. Yeah, and, and and he padded those damn stats like they were, you know, like like he would go go home and look at the football card every day to be like, what are the stats? What are the stats? <laughs> um, I yes, I understand statistically there's some issues there. Okay, but for what the Vikings are getting, and the fact that he is to your point, and you're right, he is making plays when you need plays made. Um, this is also what personally I was calling for for like four years. So, well, yeah, I'm much more comfortable. I'm not saying it's okay not to have great stats. I am saying I will exchange great stats, especially padded stats, for coming through. If he was not coming through in the clutch and they were still trying to find, trying or finding ways to win, I would probably sing a different tune.
0: That's the thing. I mean, so much in the past, you felt like they were empty stats because they weren't winning, and and you know, come back to be that could be, well, the defense is terrible and, you know, the scheme is not good. and But a lot of times they were almost like meaningless stats. He's playing winning football right now. And that's yeah. all you want from your quarterback. And He's, if his numbers take it, you know, I don't even know that about stats because I looked him up to see kind of where he was. It, it doesn't, I'm not, you know, I don't think anyone's sitting here saying, oh, man, Cousins is having a bad year. But if you look at his stats relative to his career, they're off but i think everybody's gonna say man he's playing the type of football that you want from your quarterback he's winning he's making important throws and you know must have moments and and so that's why i think that's probably too why he's feeling at ease because yeah he wants you know things to be sharper and crisper and the offense to be more efficient but um they're opportunistic and they're taking advantage when they have to and they're and they're you know, they're playing winning football and winning those games when they need big plays, whether it's offense or defense. This team is coming up with them. And think about the defense. I mean, I keep, every game I go to, I feel like that defense is hanging by a thread, like they're vulnerable, right? And I think it is going to be one of those defenses that, that um, give up plays, you know, just because yep. it is. But look at the turnovers they're creating, the sacks that Zedarius is, is getting. Yep. Um, the past breakups when they need one, they're making pivotal plays that change the game. And you can we, we can look at their stats and say, man, eh, I don't know, it's not that good. But I guess at the end of the day, they're six and one, and you have to uh, you know acknowledge that they're making the plays that, that that are helping them win.
1: Yeah, and I I think in that case too, you also come back to what is the most important stat defensively, which is points against. And they're Correct. not you know they they will hemorrhage yards. But they've also done a pretty good good job in points against. And so it's weird because I think we got used to here, the yards, right? Like Zimmer's best teams or or the Williams wall. You can't run against them. But I think the reality of this league is one question. How many points does your defense allow?
0: Yeah, and I didn't look it up this week. I looked it up last week. They were at 19.1 or something like that. And last year they're 25, so they're giving up six points less a game. Wow. In a league where every game comes down to a field goal, it seems like that's that's a pretty substantial uh, improvement.
1: Uh, the Cardinals game. Yeah. A few things off that. One is DeAndre Hopkins is incredible. Yeah, he's good. That touchdown catch against Smith, where, by <laughs> the way, Harrison Smith was blanketed on him. Yeah. Like he I mean, didn't get beat. Hopkins took one hand and caught the football, and I mean that hand is is, is farvinian, man. That's a yeah. big hand, but what a player he is.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the one where you like you don't fault the defensive player, you just admire what the offensive guy did. And, um, yeah, you add him back to an offense, and all of a sudden they're they're pretty scary. But, man, Kyler Murray. I, I was telling somebody the other day, wouldn't he wouldn't he be maddening if you were a fan of that team or an. Well, you know what last week was? that We were playing that team
1: where he's so brilliant at yep. times, but then just makes those mistakes that just kill you. Last week, Chip, the Vikings got another break. He played, but it was bear, – bear with me here. It was a COD <laughs> weekend, and I don't know if your kids play this. Call what? of Duty came out with a new <laughs> game, and, and it's called COD. So, the okay. kid, so all the kids then spend – the weekend once it comes out playing it including kyler so so if you're going to face the cardinals and kyler you want it to be on a cod weekend so somebody told me their stats
0: after call of duty gets released and his passing numbers or is that a joke or is that a real thing
1: that's real <laughs> That that's part of why they put that clause of you must study x amount of time a week because <laughs> well, kyler murray loves loves himself to love, god
0: i did i did love pat peterson's uh the the dance, yeah. He he said, "I'm not a gamer," but somebody must have told him that, you know that that was to do that dance when he had the interception. But yeah, I mean, gosh, he is he can be so electric and make plays that you know few quarterbacks would even would even think about making. But like the interception he threw, the Harrison's like, what? What are you doing? What are you just threw it up for grabs? Twenty yards short of his in target
1: and triple yeah, coverage. It, Chip. There were three guys. There were three guys just blanketed it, around it that up. area.
0: For no reason. Just threw it up. Yep. Um Yeah, he would he would be maddening. Uh, he would be absolutely uh it would be a roller coaster ride, uh, if you're a teammate or coach, because you know he's gonna have some moments of brilliance where he saves you and, and moments like that. So um but again, that was uh you know, the defense, you know, they made plays, whether it was the interceptions or Zedarius getting the sacks or Pat Peterson getting three pass breakups. Uh, it was a good performance for him. It, it was a fun game. It was a fun game to be at because it was all over the place, you know.
1: Because I I thought that the first half was really lethargic and bad, and the second yeah. half was great, F- it was frenetic, frenetic and yeah. and you know back and forth and yeah. like the Cardinals took that lead and I'm like, did they just really take a lead? It didn't last long, <laughs> but it was so weird because it felt like the Vikings could have should have won by twenty, and it's what at that point seventeen fourteen Cardinals.
0: Yeah, and. and- I don't know if this was, you know, cousins said after a game, he's like, I'm finding it hard that you just don't run away from teams in this league, or you don't pull away or whatever the quote yeah. was. Um maybe, you know, but it feels like they could put their foot down more. But um did that did that game to you feel like the first time or maybe one of the maybe not the first time, but this season, Dalvin looked like Dalvin to me. Yes. That burst. And maybe it was the bye week really helped or something. I, I don't know. But he yeah, he had that extra gear. And you could see it.
1: Yes, and and he also I thought had, um, he had the gear and he ran through guys at times. And I don't know yeah. if, if he has consistently done that. Yes, he's the last starting with the Dolphins touchdown run. Yeah, the long run. I feel like that shifted things a bit, and and I don't know if if he, if he got his Dalvin mojo back or what. But yes, that that felt like it didn't feel like prime cook, but it certainly felt closer to who he can be.
0: He showed it on that on that uh, Dolphins run too, because I mean there was a breakaway there, and and I you know you are watching that game Sunday against the Cardinals, and and we know this is the offense is geared around Cousins and Jefferson, but man, you you still see the value that that Cook has with this offense and how. Oh yeah, you know when they get that going, it can just open up a lot of things. And Cousins talked about you know your second short uh, when you can run the ball like that when they're in the red zones. Particularly low red zone. I mean, it just opens up
1: everything for him. Five catches too, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And he split target. out at
1: times. I, I like. I mean, I mean, Sunday's game was probably the first time that I think Cook got used like I expected him to, to be used, starting in week one.
0: Yeah, with with more of the more of a threat in the uh,
1: passing game as well. Passing too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He just looked good. I mean, you know, if 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 that continues and he has that kind of, he still has that burst and and now you add hawkinson to it and you know yep. it, it, all these things are going to help jefferson free him up
1: yes and i i think that the hawkinson thing to go back to that one one reason why i like that trade too is i do think while he plays a different position technically i think it gives you a little bit of of uh Thielen insurance because chipper might my, my thought is this there's going to be a time that Thielen doesn't get Back up, like he looked like yeah. he was in tremendous pain, got up, went to the sideline, ran, came right back in uh but it looks like that leg or ankle problem whatever he's dealing with it looks like yeah. that's causing him a lot of problems and I do think while he plays a different spot, Hawkinson provides an option in the passing game that until that trade this team was definitely missing,
0: yeah, and you're right, I mean Thielen's dealing with something, and yeah. I mean is that. Looks painful. Yeah, and it's you know, he was only had to miss two plays that at, after he went out that time, but um it's it's definitely affected him. But he still, you know, he can still his hand. everything.
1: His, I know. I mean he can't run running. anymore though. Like like you could tell it it hurts to run. That that route he took, so it, it was a red zone play. Um and he caught a pass <laughs> in the red zone <laughs> across the pra- Yeah, and he ran that circuitous route. <laughs> I don't know. Like he if he's healthy, he goes straight.
0: Yeah, he had a he had a circle back around a. Uh, it was I, I look, hadn't the, seen it before. Yeah. Airplane taxiing on the <laughs> yeah, runway. We're circling. So, yeah, you I'm, I'm gonna
1: circle. I'm out of bounds. But anyway, yeah, no, yeah. he's been great as far as catching the ball, mm-hmm. but um, he can't really run. In, in, yeah. in fact, uh, to your point off the top of the show, Hawkinson's uh, yak is really impressive. Like like he's going he's going to be more of a threat. Once he gets the ball, then yeah. then Thielen probably is currently because of the problem that that he has with his leg.
0: And don't you think he, he's is gonna be just so good for Cousins? Oh god, I, I, feel, him. I feel like Cousins is gonna sure. Yeah, I think he's gonna uh really rely on him. I, I think he's gonna be you know, maybe not this first week, but I think as he yeah. gets comfortable, I think he's gonna be a big part of this offense.
1: I, I mean, just it, want it, it needs to be. I just want his routes to go far enough downfield where where when he does force the ball to him that he can get the first down. I think he, yeah.
0: <laughs> don't make I mean, him like so, a little yeah. check
1: down. A little check down. Yeah. No. I don't, that Herb Smith one drove me crazy on Sunday. I know. I know.
0: I know. Yeah. Um, I think he will be. And, and you look at, like you said, the yards after contact, and his, I mean, his 15 yards per catch. I mean, that's, yes. you know, that's impressive.
1: Last thing, uh, your concern about two positions. Yes. and Ingram at right guard <laughs> and Greg Joseph, yeah. the kicker, who I believe now is like one for six on 50-plus yard attempts, which wouldn't be a big deal if this was 1986. I know. But 50-yarders are now considered the norm by a lot of people.
0: Yeah, uh, I know where you're going with that. Ingram,
1: he had a really hard day.
0: Uh, that was just not a good performance for him at all. <sighs> But he's been, you know, he's had moments where he's been good, too. I mean, it, it hasn't been all bad where you just feel like he's sabotaging the offense. I don't feel like that. And so, okay. if I felt that way where, um, like I did against, you know, let, let's quick pause here. Bradbury. I mean, we, we've we hammered on him for years. Um, speaking of, you know, this guy's sabotaging the offense. Well, yeah. he's played pretty darn well. And uh, so, I don't I don't think, I don't get that sense with Ingram. Uh, but he had, you know, I think it's, he's just going to have some rookie games where he, he looks, you know, overmatched, which was, hap- you know, that happened Sunday. Um, the kicking, yeah, Jeff, because you see so many kickers make 50 yarders all the time. And it's just, it's almost like they're so good nowadays that, um, you, like you said, 1980s, oh, wow, he kicked, a, you know, over 50 right. yarders. Now it's just like, ho hum. And I, he's, it's not ho hum for him. So I'd say there's a level of concern there,
1: yes. Especially that and, position, but, my man.
0: But the thing is, it's like he kicks so darn well and throughout camp and everything. And you know, he's just booming him. And now it's, you know, I don't know if it's, if, I don't know if it's, how long will? I don't know if it's a, you know, a it's the holder. Thing.
1: It's Ryan Wright, the, the punter. They switched, <laughs> I told him not to switch the holder out. Darn yep. it. All right, sir. Thanks much, Chip Scoggins. We will uh, we will r- review the Washington Commanders game next week and, more importantly, talk about the Buffalo Bills, Ooh, which should be a great wait. game, man. Oh, and by the way, congratulations. Go Vols. Number w- and we we'll I mean, talk about
0: the Vols victory over Georgia this Saturday.
1: I didn't expect to see you at number one in the, in win, the rankings. Wow. And we're at Georgia. One versus two Saturday. Don't get cocky.
0: Get Just make name. sure
1: make sure you got your jersey on, okay? I don't have Just it on. Paint baby. In jersey in play. <laughs> All right, Chipper. All right. Thanks much, he Talk to you. Bye.